This is an AMI podcast. Hey guys, welcome along to another episode of Double Tap. It is Wednesday, it's the 11th of October 2023. Coming up today, more of your emails and also reading the news old style with RSS feeds. You're listening to Double Tap, your daily accessible technology show. Now, here's your hosts, Stephen Scott and Sean Priest. Hey, Sean Priest, how are you today? I am glorious, thank you, Stephen Scott. It's so good to be back here. I, this is my happy place. I think we've said this before, but I love this show. Sorry, I, I'm just I being... do too. And I have to do say, you? just to give people a little bit of a, a peek behind the curtain. <gasps> so... <laughs> I um, last. <laughs> I'm suddenly really every, nervous. Every time you make that noise, I just think I just hear Dean from New Zealand typing on his keyboard. I just know <laughs> Dean is going to be like, "Not one of those noises." <gasps> Ooh, oh, oh, you know, uh, <laughs> that's going to be a ringtone. We've got to get that sold. Um, no, I, I just give people a bit of a, a sneak behind the curtain. So what we did was we actually recorded yesterday's show last week. We did it on Friday. And um, the intention was, I think, just to give us a bit more time off. And and to be honest, I kind of wish we hadn't because I missed it yesterday. I missed you yesterday, Sean. Oh, I missed you too. No, honestly, it, it is. We get into this routine and it's something I look forward to recording this. It, this is cool. We yeah, are so this, lucky. We are. Of course we are. This is the greatest thing <sighs> in the world to do. Okay, um, this is getting a bit sick. Hang on. Yeah, he's not liking this. Yeah. Um, Okay, so uh, <laughs> can, can I just say something before we start? Yes. What, what are you talking about? The news? Oh yeah. Well, I, this is the thing, right? When did when did RSS feeds become oh. old school? Um, because they are terrible. There, oh, I've said it. what are you talking about? I've yet to be convinced. Every time you keep banging on about RSS feeds, I'm banging on. Are. I'm just saying. Banging I on. think they're going good. on banging and on. on and on and on and on. I mean, it's not me though. On. It's not me. No, Get- it's your best pal. It's your other friend, Robin oh. Christofferson, Lord <gasps> Doctor of all he surveys. Oh, in that case, I love them. Has he done a little demo? <laughs> He has. It's a tiny, tiny little demo. And we're going to so play it in a <laughs> He's done a tiny little demo. We're going to show it off all over this show. Uh, a bit later, obviously, because uh, we have to do our bit first. Uh, okay. So strap in. Um, but yeah, uh, RSS feeds, apparently they are uh, not only the past, they are the future. I must admit, I always think of them as old school. I just do. I don't know why that is. I, I, maybe I've yet to find the true the best way to access them. Well, you might find it today, but I think the reason a lot of people are going towards RSS feeds is because of the state of social media. I think, you know, I, even I, even I today, I know, I know, I know, I know. Breaking news. Yes. I'm getting a bit fed up with X, if I'm being perfectly honest. <gasps> Why? Um, like, just, maybe it's... do another sound. <laughs> I know, Dean, don't write an email. It's okay. We, we got it. We, we, got the, yeah, we got the message. Sorry, I'll apologise um, now. I think for me, it's just the, I mean, look, okay, the events of the past few days, and this is obviously, this is another reason why I mentioned about the fact we recorded the show last Friday, because you might think that's a bit odd that considering the news of the weekend, you haven't even made reference to anything that's been going on in the world over the past few days. Um, That's why. But, you know, obviously since events over the weekend and and since and ongoing, it's very hard to open up social media and in particular X. I mean, you know, going on there and the content is just horrific 
And I, I, I don't really want to see that stuff. You know, I want to tune away from it, if I'm perfectly honest. It's not that I want to deny it or pretend it's not happening. And, you know, but you, you, we all need to take a little bit of self-care, I think, is the phrase of the day. Yes. Um, and you know, for me, I just I just can't deal with that. I I'm very much an avid news reader. I'm I'm for the actual news. You know, the, the not, not citizen journalism. I'm for actual journalists who you know get paid to tell us what actually goes on in the world. I know that's an old view, old person's view. Oh, boomer, sitting watching the BBC. But you know, that's me. <laughs> um, or listening to the BBC actually more to the point. Um, but yeah, I, I, I do feel I, I, that's where I get my news from. So I don't really want to find it on there. And I certainly don't want the conversations uh, on my timeline. And it's unavoidable, it would appear. Mm. Um, but there, obviously, there's so many great people on Twitter or X that I want to follow, that I want to keep up with. But I feel that a lot of the content I get from these places are actually news sources in themselves. So, And that's really, as I, when I started on social media, that was what it was for. When I started on Twitter way back in 2007... Um, it was really the news sources I was interested in. It wasn't really about engaging or connecting with people in the same way that some people did. In fact, most people probably did. I just wanted to get access to news. At that time, we were starting out on the tech show and we wanted to get access to, you know, up-to-date breaking news. Not, I mean, obviously, I was doing other things as well. So I was doing a news show, so I had to keep up to date with the daily events. Um, yeah. But I think that's changed. And it's because the sources have changed. And of course... The, the latest integration of this, uh, of links now on X is Link just image. a disaster. Oh, it's great. Yeah, complete disaster. <laughs> yeah. And um, I, I don't like it at all. It just makes it impossible. You have no idea. I mean, if you're, if you're sighted, you must just see an image and not have a clue what you're tapping on, right? You don't know if it's an image or it's a link, and suddenly you're off somewhere else. And yeah. we talked about this before, right? And it's, not, it's just not great. I'm not for that. So, you know, the, the actual reason I use X is kind of being diminished. And so I've, I'm not really, I, I will continue to post there because I still stand by what I said before, which is that I, for people who are there, who follow the content that we make and that we do and the things I say, then I want to, you know, contribute to that conversation and I want to continue doing that. But I'll be posting mainly on Mastodon these days and that content will be transferring to X until, of course, that gets cut off at some unknown oh, wow. future juncture. Because I'm sure that'll happen <laughs> at some point. I'm sure you won't be able to cross-post at some point. But you can at the moment, and so I will. And that's, that's it. But in terms of the news sources, I'm thinking, let's use RSS because then I'm getting access to the content I want. And I'm not having to trail through 50 terrible opinions to get to it. Yes, People's opinions are terrible. I agree, Stephen <laughs> Scott. As a quote. <laughs> just spend five minutes on X, you'll know what I'm talking about. It's just, no, it's honestly, no, it's I unbearable. Know you Sometimes and yeah, you and, just and, want a new source, don't you? And it's funny because I know a lot of people say on Mastodon, oh, it's not like that over here. And it's, it's, it, it isn't, and it is. It's all down to who you follow. The difference with Mastodon is you're not being served up an algorithm that's kind of forcing you to read this stuff. That is the key difference. That's a big you know, deal. It is a big deal, and it actually is becoming more apparent how valuable that is. You know, I wasn't sure about it. You know that. I've been very, dis not dismissive, well, I was dismissive at the start. I don't deny that. But I, I've kind of grown to like Mastodon. I'm growing more to like Mastodon every day. And I think that I can see why people want to be there, because the conversation there is about, in our case, perhaps technology, or it's about 
being blind or it's about, you know, I mean, I, I, I read fascinating content on there on the topics I like. And people will talk about issues of the day, but there doesn't, there's not the same level of vitriol that follows it. You know, someone can make a comment and say, I've seen the atrocities of the weekend. I'm horrified by it. And other people will say, I'm thinking the same. And that's it. You know, it's not, well, you're denying the rights of this. And, you know, off we go on to another. And you've watched, you need to see this video and it, it, all this garbage that goes along with it. You know, the, the clickbait nonsense that follows it. Well, that sounds fantastic then. It sounds like Mastodon is the future. It's utopia. I've changed <laughs> my mind. Isn't. Yes, well, there we go. <laughs> it's funny because I've just dipped my toe back into X. So um, now, I've, now I've got to leave that. Do you, yeah, get do rid you of think, it. Do you Let's think all move to threads. <laughs> do you think you've got to plump? I'm going to use that word. Plump. plump. You've got to plump for one thing. As you mentioned. Oh, of course thing. you don't. Why no. not? Why not? You're cross-posting at the minute, but obviously you're not entirely happy with X. So why? Just because of the followers you've you've got on there and not leaving anyone behind? Yeah, basically, yeah. I mean, I feel if, if everybody left me tomorrow on X, if everyone said, I'm not interested in this guy anymore and left, then I would leave. That would be it, you know, because I'd have no reason to be there. Um, I am That's only posting point. there because I want those people to to get that content. That's it, really. That's yeah. it in a nutshell. Um, okay. I do. I, I do feel I'd like to post to other places as well. I do want to figure out the Facebook thing and get you know content on there, um, because actually there's a. Th- I, I, I think we said this last week, but there's a there is a thriving community on Facebook actually of blind people, uh, which you don't often hear about. There's lots of groups. That's the difference, of course, with Facebook. You've got Facebook groups. My timeline is tons full of, of them. Yes, yes. Yeah. I often answer questions on there, um, and I like those tech. groups. You know, yeah. and I love the fact that there's a Mac voiceover network that I'm part of, and that's just I, I just like reading through it because you'll get to see, you know, people have an issue or a problem or a solution, and they'll just post it, and I love that. You know, I just I never really got into Facebook, and I think it's because do you ever find sometimes you and I all understand this, and I, I know a lot of you will, but when you visually used something, using it with a screen reader is a real challenge. Does that make sense? Because it's like in your head yeah, you're trying I kind to of see know it. what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it, maybe it's the wrong. You know, almost I almost wish they changed the UI just so that I could. Well, that's what the screen forget what it is. For. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I suppose. Uh, yeah, it's strange, but you're absolutely right. I don't think I've posted anything on Facebook really, but it is incredibly popular. And to be honest, it should be the first place we go. Yeah, yeah. Well, oh. there are some accessibility issues in there. I have noticed. You know, sometimes it reads your your message twice and it's, there are some annoyances i'm not going to say that it's terrible problems with accessibility but there are some annoyances i find on facebook but generally they've done an okay job with it a friend of mine always used to tell me go to m.facebook.com because yes. then it creates the mobile site i don't know if that's still a thing um but of course there are fantastic keystrokes which are the same keystrokes you can use i remember that demo i did about twitter a while back and yeah, you could JKL navigate through and all that yeah that all applies on facebook as well so i just need to dig in a little bit more i think and just spend some time going in i, I must say i'm loving this new uh take a website and turn it into a web app on safari I know, and everyone keeps emailing and saying, yeah, it's been around on this for ages. It's been on Chrome for... I know, but I've got a Mac and I've got Safari and I like Safari. That's what my <laughs> passwords are. So leave me alone. 
I like what I like. Okay. And so I just want to use my safari. <laughs> but I love the fact that they've added this now because I am adding <laughs> pretty much every website I come up against. I'm like, make it an app, make it an app, make it an app. So I've got a billion apps that are just websites. But that's the thing, right? Now I can easily access just by using my spotlight. I can open up Twitter. I can open up um, what else do I use it for? I use it for clean feeds. Although, I, actually, that's a lie. I don't use it for clean feed because you have to use clean feed in Chrome. So that doesn't work. Oh. Um, but Ira Explorer, I set that up the other day, you know, so set it up as a web app so I could just easily get to it quickly. It is really nice. Better than bookmarks, but, I think. Well, on Windows, of course, I, I use shortcuts. So if you go to your mm. Finder window, <clears throat> Windows E to bring up your File Explorer, and then Alt to go to New, hit space on that. And if you arrow down a couple of times, you'll find Shortcut. And in here, you create a new shortcut and you just enter the web address, the URL. Excuse me one second. I've got a little bit of a cough. Oh, he's been... He's... <laughs> uh, I'm not very well, but you know, I, I am powering through thanks to Stephen's support. You um, are an absolute hero. Thank you. You are. As I said. Yes, so there you can... And then <laughs> a hero comes Stop along. it. You can paste in your URL and it will save it as a, as a shortcut, uh, an icon on your desktop or wherever you want it to be. And You're then you just icon. enter on that and it takes you directly to that web page. I use that all the time. I've got um, a folder of Zoom meetings, you know, the ones I go to regularly Ignore. and clean feed. Shut up. And uh, yeah, shortcuts. <laughs> it's incredibly handy. Thank you. Yeah, I must admit, I, I've never, well, I used it once or twice. It's because I always end up on the Mac doing stuff as much as I always want to. And this is the thing. I mean, so I'm going away to Amsterdam tomorrow, today actually, uh, for CES. I'll talk about that in a minute. But um getting up getting this macbook up to speed because i was thinking you know i don't really want to take the macbook and the laptop right it seems no, a PC just take laptop. windows yeah yeah i could just take windows um but i want everything i want everything i want it all so i just set this up with parallels on it it's working beautifully so far uh oh, so wait, i've got wait, everything wait. no sorry stop there so what yes. what mac are you running your parallel your vm windows virtual machine of windows it is running on a MacBook Pro M1 Pro, I think. Oh, um, very yeah. posh. Not an okay. M2. I've got an M2 Air, but I, I actually that may not be with me for long because I think oh. it's time for that to go. Yeah, I, I oh, yeah you've had it, it for six months. Get rid. Sick of it. No, I'm going to retra- <laughs> I'm going to trade it in because honestly, I, I don't use it. I got it for. I actually have no idea why I got it. To be totally honest, I got it me. on a whim. So I think it's going to be <laughs> traded in and turned into a HomePod. Oh, nice. Okay. That sounds terrible. I don't know um, if the robot does it out the back, if it sort of takes it and just bends it and turns it round and sort of goes, there you go, yeah, there you go. You're There's a home HomePod. Pod. Congratulations. Ah, so a beautiful you find HomePod it, baby. You were having some issues with the virtual machine of Windows on that before, weren't you? It, it, it was a little bit clunky, or uh, am I clunky, wrong? Clunky, yeah, but no, no. I think pro- the problem I've had in the past little while is the keyboard, right? So getting the keyboard... So I'm using the MX Keys Mac, right? Well, actually, it is the, it's not the MX Keys Mac. It's the MX Keys, which is, what do you call it, multi-version, I guess? Because it, it's not for one specific OS. It can, they all work. Can on, on I don't know why they separate it like that. It just means it's got a different label printed on the key. It yes. makes no difference to us. Okay, sorry. But, but interestingly, in the settings, there is a, an option that says always keep the keyboard in Mac mode, which I find an interesting choice. And that's default on. Which, on a keyboard that's supposed oh. to be multi-purpose, I find quite interesting. So, okay. okay, and maybe that was just in the Logitech Options software for the Mac. I've never really got it to work properly on the PC, uh, on the virtual side, for sure. So that didn't really work out. 
So anyway, as I was trying to set it up, the issues I was having was trying to get, I mean, okay, the insert key never transferred over. This has an insert key. Wasn't the on the on the virtual machine, it would never see it. So I would use sharp keys to remap a key, usually the Grove key. Um got that to work for about five minutes, but then for some reason it would interfere with the arrow up and down keys. So I couldn't arrow through things when I was using that key. And I thought, what's going on here? So I ended up just having to give up on it because I tried various combinations of keys and I tried Power Toys. Power Toys is interesting because Microsoft Power Toys free app, you can download it from the Microsoft store. It gives you additional functionality. So it's like an extra suite of settings that you get access to. Some of them are really cool. There's lots of good stuff in there. And it's one of those places you can just kind of go and play around. It's free to download, free to use. Um, And it has a keyboard manager in it. And to me, this was like the perfect replacement for sharp keys. Because one thing you can do on keyboard manager on Power Toys that you can't do with sharp keys is you can actually choose the key by, uh, you can use, there's a little select box essentially, which you you can enter on. And then it will let you type the key. Now, normally, if you do that, what happens is any key you press after that, you can't get out of it with a screen reader. You're stuck. You're stuck in it. But they've actually thought about this. So in Power Toys, what you can do is you can, once you've picked the key you want, you just hold on Enter. Just hold Enter down, and it will move you out of that box. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, Okay. I love that. Because normally, if you're asked to select a key in a, a key command, you're stuck in there. You can't get out of it. So because if you hit tab, then it just thinks that's the key you want. Oh, I'll yep. hit enter. Oh, no, you want enter. Okay. Yeah. Like, no, no, I want out of this. So <laughs> you got to use the mouse to click on done. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. But they've thought about that. So you can just you can use uh, you can hold escape to change to change your mind, or you can hold enter to uh, to accept your choice, and then you can choose what key you want to map it to. You're essentially swapping your keys around on the keyboard. Um, so, you know, if the insert key is not where you want it to be, or if your keyboard doesn't have an insert key, then you can create one. Uh, you can just go to the next box and you can just select insert from that or applications key or whatever you want. Uh, and it can be really useful. But I tried that and it never worked. Never worked on the virtual. So I don't know why. Couldn't get it to play. Um, now, the interesting thing is on the MacBook, because the keyboard's built in, it seems to behave a little bit better on the virtual side and sharp keys recognizes everything it works better it's behaving properly so strange so it seems to me maybe it's to do with the magic keyboard i don't know but i i I just felt you know so i'm now back to a two computer setup on my desk which is fine it's a desktop setup so it doesn't matter it's not going anywhere but you know the macbook that's a different story i don't really want to have to cart around two machines so now i don't have to i'm a i'm a genius and where are you going again I think that's where this conversation started. Uh, three months ago, yes. Um, so I'm going to Amsterdam tomorrow. Well, today, actually, I'm traveling there. But tomorrow, Stop saying tomorrow. You're going to miss your plane. I'm confusing myself. I know. Uh, so tomorrow uh, is Amsterdam because uh, the CES Unveiled event is happening. Consumer Electronics Show. You know, you'll have heard us talk about this. You might even remember in 2019 or is it early 2020 I went along and yes. then brought COVID to the world. Started COVID, yes. Patient zero. later. Yeah. Um, I uh, <laughs> I think that actually well, I'm not saying that actually happened but you know it felt it <laughs> kind of just felt like that, that happened no it, it felt that way because we basically had the entire world in, under a tent in Las Vegas all shaking hands with each other all sneezing on each other and um, yeah I, I, I honestly I don't know how we all got out of that one I don't <laughs> 
considering what? it was right at the beginning of the pandemic. Um, it was. Wow. And anyway. you ended up all on your own. No and film I did. Crew. And fun <laughs> enough, Mark wasn't well, and we realised later it was probably COVID he had, yeah. which is kind of ironic, considering we were, you know, actually oh, in that, the... What did they call it at the time? Super spreader event. That's Super what they called it at the event. time. Yeah. Let's not go back. Never look back. So what's the difference between this in Amsterdam, this CES in Amsterdam, and the, mm. the main one in Las Vegas? Well, this is the first year that CES, or actually the Consumer Technology Association that run CES, which is the Consumer Electronics Show, um, this is the first year that they've actually kind of looked outside of America for the CES events. And I think what they've realized is there are lots of great things happening around the world. Now, they've known this for years. And of course, CES is the world's hub when it comes to technology. And there are exhibits from all over the world there. And, you know, when you go to CES, you'll find tents after tents after tents of countries, just countries and all their startups and all their people. And it's brilliant. Not everyone can make it there. Not everyone can afford the trip. You know, if you're a, a small company, you're trying your best, can't always afford to make it over to CES to showcase. So CES do have a showcase program and they will fund certain organizations, but it's usually to like eight organizations that get the opportunity. Of course, yeah. But, you know, obviously in Europe, there are tons of companies who want to showcase what they do. And it made sense for them to think about a, an actual event here in Europe, as opposed to taking everyone over to Las Vegas. So there's, it's kind of there for two reasons. One is to showcase European talent in tech and startups, but it's also to uh, talk about what's coming because 2024, the next big CES, what will be the main themes? And that is what we're going to be finding out. So tomorrow on Access Tech Live, noon Eastern on AMI-TV and on YouTube, and on the AMI app, and on AMI Plus, and basically anywhere else you can find us, um, then uh, you can, you know more details to follow. When you know, I don't know, uh, he'll he'll be in. No, not him. He'll be in touch. He'll be in touch. Just same thing. Um, but you know, dear, uh, we'll be able to tell you all about it, and I'll be interviewing uh, a number of people and organisations over there to to learn about what they're doing, some really interesting companies. And, you know, this goes across, you know, because Access Tech Live is all about pandisability. We're looking at speech technology. We're talk talking about hearing aid technology and the improvements, you know, even wellness technology, a VR treadmill, a virtual reality treadmill. You wear your headset, you go on your treadmill, and not only do you go for a walk, you can walk with other people who are on their treadmills, but you're inside this little virtual reality metaverse where you're all just walking around, just chatting with each other. Um, it sounds quite interesting. I mean, I think that there's lots of this kind of tech that is going on, lots of cool stuff, and I think we'll, we'll certainly shine a light on some of it tomorrow on Access Tech Live, but don't fear because here on Double Tap, uh, probably next week, realistically, uh, we will have lots of interviews coming up from the event. Um, I'm not going to overpromise yes, <laughs> on my own, so we'll see what got, I get. You've got a lot to do. Just me and my is. microphone, um, but yeah. So we'll see what we we'll see what we get, and we'll uh, we'll look forward to to sharing the, uh, the the big news on tomorrow's Access Tech Live. But yeah, that's why I'm going. So uh, the show will be coming from there tomorrow. Well, I say that I'll be there. You'll be in your shed. So it'll be Amsterdam and a shed. That's tomorrow's. Uh, yes. What a what a beautiful combination. Glorious I think that's the title. Actually, I've just worked it out. That's it. Amsterdam uh. and a shed. Okay. Um, 
I don't know what to say to that, but well done. Thank you. Uh, it sounds good. It makes sense, though, right? Because as you said, it's, a, a lot of these startup companies, they can't afford to do that transatlantic flight over and then yeah, things like that. It's, um, it's a great idea to showcase these. Yeah, it's a great opportunity, I think, to just showcase, especially, you know, to, to showcase these startups that just can't afford to get over there themselves. Yeah. So that's going to be brilliant. Uh, so, yeah, that coming up. Um, so, yeah, check that out. I did buy a backpack for my trip, by the way. Oh, at um, last. Oh, wow. Yeah, I okay. did. I think, I think that deserves a breaking news because... Does it? Been... Okay, break, break bag news. news. Breaking oh. news. Breaking bag news. Breaking bag. <laughs> I was hoping you'd press the wrong button. <laughs> here's, here's the headline. Here's the title. <laughs> breaking bag. Um, what yeah. did you go for? Well, first off, thank you for all your suggestions. I think, I can't remember which one of you suggested this, but one of you suggested the one I ended up going for, which is the Wenger or Wenger, possibly, W-E-N-G-E-R, uh, 17-inch laptop backpack. This thing is huge. It's got, it's got compartments in it. It's got zips everywhere. It's got things I can put things in. It's got Has it got stuff. a USB charger built in? No, it doesn't have a USB charger. Has it got RGB lights on it? No, it doesn't have Has RGB lights. Has it got an AirTag built in? No, it doesn't have an AirTag oh, built in. Oh, well, it's just a bag. It's a bag. Exactly, it's a bag. <laughs> and you know what it's got? It's got absolutely fantastic and nearly break your fingers off uh, bottle pockets. What? Sorry, bottle pockets. <laughs> Sorry, pockets for your bottle. Yes, if you take uh, a water bottle with you and you want to put it, I've got one. You know, I've got one of those. Um, where is it? It's on the desk here. Hang on. Oh, not right, a hydration so... thing, have you? Oh, that's a. This is a serious water bottle. Now, this water bottle, by the way, this is a story to it. Oh, is it a double tap? It's not, uh, no, but well, it's an AMI one. It, it, no, no, it is. A, oh, come on, represent the network. It's an AMI. <laughs> I am beyond. Um, no, it's a, <laughs> it's a network water bottle. Uh, as stolen by me uh, while I was at AMI's HQ in Toronto in 2019, and this apparently was Mike Ross's water bottle. Oh, well done. Oh, so that's is, fantastic. It's not signed. It's not signed. <laughs> There you go, Mike uh, Ross. Now you've got a... uh, There's a lawsuit there, I'm sure. There's some sort of civil action you can take. You go for it. Yeah, exactly. You can take action on this one if you want, uh, Mike. But yeah, Uh, so that was his water bottle. But that is is quite a solid water bottle. And the problem with it is that when you put it in those tight bottle pockets... I nearly broke a finger trying to get the to oh, pull back the the elastic to put it in, but yeah, we uh, it, it is it's brilliant. I'm, I'm really really impressed by it. It's a big bag. It's going and of course the reason I got it was for daily you know use. And if I'm going to my braille class, I want to be able to put in my braille books. I know these days a lot of braille books come in A4, but I still have the books that are I don't know what size that actually is. The braille it's almost like Huge. a records like vinyl record yeah, size, isn't yeah. it? Twelve by twelve or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Huge. Well. There's nothing better than a big bag, anyway. Was it expensive? Absolutely. Um, actually, can't remember. I think it was like forty quids, fifty dollars. Eh, not that huge. You don't buy very often, right? No, I've only got about six bags. Um, in fact, <laughs> funny enough, actually, after buying it, I found a bag. Exactly no. the same one already in your wardrobe. <laughs> not that bad. No, it was. It was an. Let's just say it was an Amazon version. <clears throat> let's just put it that way. Oh, okay. Was it, it had bad? smarts in it. You'd like that. It had a, a oh, USB cable connector. Um, it had a, an audio jack as well. Oh, that's cool. Oh, now you're interested. You're like, now oh, I oh. am interested. Yes, I'll have that one. Thank you. Okay, you can have that one, right? It's a big, bright red one. Oh, I don't care. I can't see colours anymore. 
Wow, now I'm depressed. <sighs> Thank you, Stephen. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, right, listen, <laughs> we've got some feedback. We also, um, we're talking about RSS feeds. We'll get into that as well. Robin joins us in just a moment to talk all about RSS feeds. And uh, if you're a Windows computer user, you're going to be rather interested, I think, in this app that Robin's talking about next on Double Tap. Call the Double Tappers now, 1-877-803-4567, or email us, feedback at doubletaponair.com. Now, Sean, you might remember that uh, I think last week we had Lena, it was Friday, wasn't it? Lena was talking about the Train Sounds app. Yes, yes, and, that's right. Uh, yeah, you were asking if you could irritate your partner because you could almost could you put it on a delay and then have the train sound play yes. like in eight Ex- hours' time just randomly in the middle of the night, extremely loud. Yes. Yeah. Well, uh, Lena's come back with an answer to this. Oh, nice. This message is for Sean. This is Lena, and the train sound timer determines how long the train sound will play next time you tap it. And oh, Sarah, please forgive me for telling him this. But the timer lets you go from one minute to eight hours. I oh. hope you still have a partner by next Friday, Sean. <laughs> if you do, she's quite a lady. Bye. She's a lucky lady. Thank you, Lena. Now, so I can surprise her and scare her by having it play, you know, at random in 10 minutes' time or something. But... Uh-huh. If I actually, why did I do that? I've got one. Why did I? Why did I? Why did I do my own trade sound? I've got one. That's what I do. I could turn it down to a quiet level, just hide it somewhere in the room. Just yeah, oh, just that's so she just can just cruel. about hear it. That's and then cruel. Ah, I like that idea. Well done, thank you, Lena. I will um, I will tell her afterwards that it was your idea. Thank you. Are you are you planning to move into a new shed, perhaps shaped like a house? I on your own at some point because it sounds like that's what you're aiming at here. I can't move out any further than I already am. I'm at the bottom of the garden in a garden shed. I'm I'm fine. Uh, okay, let's talk about RSS feeds and in particular how to access them on Windows. Here's Robin Christofferson. Hey guys, Robin here. Today I want to talk about a news reader that will grab your RSS feeds and allow you to read stories in a really simple interface. What is RSS? What are RSS feeds? Well, it's basically a way that a website allows an app like the one we're going to look at now to easily go and check what new news stories there are on that website, published on that website since you last checked. So really, really simple. RSS actually stands for really simple syndication. So yeah, it is simple. And this is a really good free RSS news reader. And guess what? It's called RSS news reader. And you can download it from Webby. That's W-E-B-B-I-E org.uk webby.org.uk and it's really easy to install it's really accessible it's meant for people with a vision impairment and let's give it a go i'll bring up the start menu search box edit and type in rss rss newsreader app press right to switch preview there it is i'll hit enter list box apple this blog post left paren zero right paren one of 14. Okay, so there are 14 items here. 
Now, I also use an RSS feed reader on the iPhone called Leary. That's been covered before, or at least talked about before. Uh, that's L-I-R-E, and that's really accessible too. And I had um, previously gathered together lots of feeds from my favourite tech websites, and you can export uh, a list of those feeds and you can bring them into uh, this app, RSS News Reader 2, which is why I've got 14 things already in this list. And the UI of this app is really simple. There are two lists. There's one on the left, I imagine, which is your websites. And then there's one on the right, which is the news stories. Now, because this first one... Apple this blog posts left paren zero right paren, one of 14 was highlighted when we opened the app. It actually refreshed the feed from that one. And there's no new Apple Viz blog posts since we last looked, which is why it says zero. If I arrow down... Apple Viz guides, Apple two Viz of guides. 14. Apple Viz reviews, three of... Ars Technica, four of 14. BBC News, five of 14. CNET News, six of 14. And I could carry on down... Now, I can hit enter on any of these and it will simply refresh all of the, it will give me all of the news stories published on that website since we last checked. So let's do CNET, I'll hit enter. List box, best Samsung Galaxy S21, S21 Plus and S21 Ultra cases of 2023 CNET left, parent September 9th, 2023, right parent quote looking for a new Galaxy S21. S21 Plus or S21 Ultra case, you've come to the right place. Here are our top picks quote, one of 25. Okay, so there are 25 uh, items in the list here. Uh, if I tab... List box, CNET News left paren 25 right paren, 6 of 14. Okay, so we're back to that thing and now it's got 25 in brackets. And that's it, there's just two lists if I tab again. List box, best Samsung Galaxy... We're back on that item. Now, this is really, really powerful, isn't it? Because, you know, you can just now read down through this list by arrowing down. And it not only gives you the title, it gives you when it was published. And it also gives you a summary of the article. Let's hear a few more. Best carbon monoxide detector for 2023 CNET left. Arrow down. Best iPhone 14 camera accessories dash CNET left. Arrow Parents. down. Best 15 inch gaming and work laptop for 2020. <laughs> the best blood pressure monitors dash CNET well, left. September here. 9th, 2023. Best Oda DVR for cord cutting dash C. Okay, and if you wanted to read any of these, you would just hit enter. Now, it doesn't actually bring the article into the app, uh, which is one downside maybe, but it's pretty straightforward to just open up the article in Edge, say, this is a Windows app by the way, and then hit F9 to bring all the text of the article into reader mode and strip out all of the social shares and the adverts, etc. So let's do that. I'll hit enter. Opening new window. Best order DVR for cord cutting dash CNET dash Microsoft Edge dash work. Best order D. I'll hit F9. Loading page. Loading complete. Immersive reader available. Best order DVR for. I'll hit H. Best order DVR for cord cutting heading level 1. Start arrowing down. Blank. Free TV is better when you can watch on your schedule. 
Here are our top picks for devices that pause, record and stream free over Dash the Dash Air television with. Pause it. So OTA is over the air. I'll hit Control F4. Closing tab. Close. List box. Best order DVR for cord. And we're back in the RSS News Reader app. Now, if you have listened to all of these and you think, okay, I've read the ones I want, I want to delete them all, then you can do Alt I. Items menu. Delete. D. So you could delete the one that you're on, which is D. You can also just hit the delete key. But if we arrow down. Delete all. D. Enter. Leaving menus. List box. CNET news left paren zero right paren. Six of 14. Okay. So that right-hand column now is empty, and it's taken us back to the left, and it says zero now. If we carry on arrowing down. MIT Technology Review. Seven of 14. New York Times Technology. 8 of 14. And we could hit enter on any of these and start reading uh, the list of articles that it has grabbed for us. So it's really, really easy to get through all of your RSS feeds, all of the articles from websites that you follow regularly um, to be able to keep abreast of the topics that you're interested in. Let's have a quick look at the menus. If I hit the Alt key... Menu bar, file, F. Arrow down. File menu, import, I. So import, that is where I brought in the list of feeds from another place. In a moment, we'll look at how you can add them individually as well. But yeah, you can export what's called a .opml file and then just bring it in here with this command. Export, E. We can export all of these feeds that we see here as an .opml. Exit, X. We can exit. Let's arrow right. Menu bar. View menu. Deleted items. D. There's only one item in the view menu, and that's deleted items, I guess, if you think, oh, I did want to look at those articles after all. If I arrow right. Menu bar. Feeds menu. Refresh. R. You can refresh, but I just hit enter. Next. N. Next. Previous. P. I'm not sure why you would do this. I would just, uh, you know, arrow down. Add feed. A. We'll look at that in a second. Rename feed. R. And if you don't like the name of the feed as it's brought in, you can rename it. Delete feed. D. And you can delete the, the feed, the, the website, uh, from the left-hand list. Open feed website. O. You can go to the website. Delete all website RSS news feeds. D. And that's the nuclear option to delete the whole list on the left. Refresh. R. Back up to the top. If I right arrow. Items menu. Delete. D. You've got delete. Delete all. D. And delete all. Both with the same hotkey, but anyway, um, which we looked at in a moment ago. If I arrow to the right. Help menu. Manual. M. You can read the manual, but it's very, very simple. Open feed URL. O. Yep, that's if you want to go to the website. I'm not sure how that's different from <laughs> what we saw in the other one, but anyway. About dot dot dot. A. And about is where it will take you to that dialogue which talks about webby.org.uk. I'll hit Alt key to get out of the menus. Leaving menus. List box. New York Times Technology. Okay, so let's add a feed. So if we go um, Alt E. Feeds menu. Refresh. R. Arrow down to add. Next. Previous. Add feed. A. Enter. Leaving menus. Edit. And I'm going to type in www.doubletaponair.com. 
list box, double tap, 7 of 15. So we have added an item. And of course, I could have gone to the Double Tap website or any other website, my favorite news websites, and just grabbed the URL at the top of the address bar and, and you know, done that rather than typing that in. So if I now hit enter. List box. Babcock and Priest take over left paren September 8th, <laughs> 2023 right paren quote Michael Babcock takes the hosting chair today while Stephen is away and immediately jumps into tech with a discussion on how to... I'll just pause that or hush that up if I arrow down. Be my eyes update and weather apps That's left the September 7th, episode. Sense player updates, older Sense people player. and And obviously if I hit enter on these, it would open up the webpage with the player in, etc. And you could start listening to the episode. So if I tab... List box, double tap left paren, 10 right paren, 7 of 15... So it's grabbed the last 10 there. And so, yeah, really, really easy to use. RSS News Reader. You can grab it from Webby. That's W-E-B-B-I-E dot org dot UK. Brilliant. Thanks, guys. Enjoy. And hopefully speak again soon. Robin, as always, thank you so much for sending in that demo. That is absolutely fantastic. RSS Newsreader for Windows. Uh, it's very accessible. I use it myself on the Windows side. Uh, on the Mac side, it's worth mentioning, Sean, there are a couple of options out there. Now, Robin actually put me onto one which is really good on the Mac and on the iPhone, which is called Leary, L-I-R-E. Yes. Now, it's good. Um, however, I'll be honest, I think on the iPhone it's better uh, than on the Mac. Now, on the Mac side, it does have a heck of a lot of work being done on it and clearly a lot of work being done on the accessibility side because when you go into settings under accessibility, there are tons of options for voiceover users. That's Lots nice. of ways you can set up. Brilliant, absolutely amazing. But if I'm honest, I think the interface is a little bit clunky um, just overall. And I, I think that if I was to choose it... Um, I'd I'd be considering that choice. Uh, I'd be looking for something else to see if there's a, any other alternative options. And there is one out there, which I use called Vienna, V I E N N A, Vienna, as in the the place. And it's um it's a really good RSS reader. Now I will say this, and I'm going to do a demo about this in the next week or so because I I, I vow to do this because I think I mentioned it before. And the only thing with Vienna is you have to make some adjustments to it in order to make it really accessible yes one of those i know those mm. only too well yes <laughs> you know those ones where you're like yeah you know it would be great if i could just read this list without having 15 things read in front of it kind of like um, outlook yes yeah why can't we <laughs> customize outlook more like that because i think this is the thing right there's a lot of extraneous information mm -hmm. that comes up that you could just happily get rid of i have to say as, as you well not to be sidetracked with this but Outlook, you know, I think with NVDA, it is way more verbose than you get with JAWS. With JAWS, it reads what it needs yes. to read. Yes, um, it's true. And I think there are, there are scripts you can get which will sort of dampen it down even more. Um, the problem I find with this new Outlook on Mac is when you're deleting an email, it will pop up somewhere and say delete it, and it will immediately read that. Now, that's okay. But if you're trying to get through emails in a hurry and how many times you open up your email on a Monday, oh. you just want to delete all this. Every time you're deleting, you're kind of not entirely sure what you're deleting because it starts telling you what it's deleted, gives but, you the, the name yes. of the email you've just deleted, 
And of course, then it's not reading the next one. So you arrow on and you think, oh, I've got, you know, I've, I've heard what I think it's going to focus on to read and, and then delete. And then you end up deleting the wrong email. So that's a, an annoyance. I wish we could switch off. I mean, this is where customization is good, but you kind of want almost complete customization, right? You want to go to <laughs> Android. control everything. <laughs> no, you know what? Despite my um, dismissal of RSS, I think the problem I've got is just setting it up the initial setup of actually get, mm. gathering the sources. But that seemed really easy. I mean, it couldn't be made much simpler than that app. So um, I've actually, while that was playing, I went and downloaded it. Oh, well So done. I am going to try it. And may I say, there's there's a few apps on there. Not only the RSS, there's a calendar and um, there's lots of uh, radio players and TV players. That seems pretty cool. I'm going to check those out. Yeah, I don't know how usable those are today um but certainly webby has been around for a long time um and it's it was always a very good suite of apps that you could download and you could i mean webby has been around forever yes um so yeah no well worth checking out thank you to robin for sharing that um i want to get a couple emails in before we go as steve got in touch now this was relating to rebecca skipper's comments about uh, restoring an image on Windows. The other day, Rebecca provided feedback wondering if restoring a system image in Windows is accessible or not. It is accessible, but is a several-step process and longer than I want to send in feedback. I've put together the steps I take along with a link to an article that gives the rest of the directions. Just to make it easy for everyone, I posted it on my blog, which I've just started posting to again. Rebecca and anyone else who is interested can simply go to blindandroid.me. It is in the list of posts. Love the show. Also, love my Pixel Watch LTE. It seems that those who are most critical of it don't have one. Stephen. I usually end the day with 40 to 50% battery remaining. Steve in Kansas City, Missouri. Thank you, Steve in Kansas City, Missouri. I'm not dismissive of the Pixel Watch. I was dismissive of the first one um, a little no. bit because I, because everybody I spoke to who tried it said, hmm, not powerful enough oh. or talk back was laggy. Or and you know and, and I think it's interesting because the whole Android and, and iOS debate continues and will continue forever, but it's kind of pointless in a lot of ways. I've, I was reading an article about this just the other day, um, where you know it gets to a point where it is kind of pointless, and I agree actually because you you an Android person will try an iPhone for a week and then will say. Mm -hmm not the same as android doesn't do this doesn't do that i can't do this i can't do that an iphone user will use an android phone for a week and say oh it's not the same the gestures are different it feels different don't like it don't like that arrow thing and you know <laughs> yeah. and then you just go back to the respective and it, it's not a, a fair comparison it's why i've kind of stopped doing the whole let's do a review of the uh, pixel whatever you know because i'm like i'm not using it every day i'm not saying i wouldn't like to that's a no. different thing you need someone um, inside that ecosystem, really, you to do. give it a... Someone yeah. who's actually using it every day, who is, that is their main device, because I trust their view on it way more than I trust mine. Yeah, well, um, that's, that's very um, founded of you, Stephen Scott. Well done, you. I'm growing into myself. Oof. Okay. Well, that's, that's the excuse I'm using. <laughs> um, Thank you, Steve. Yeah, very interesting. I'm going to check that out because I'm interested in the system restore points. It's something I haven't used in absolutely years, but it's a cool thing to know. So blindandroid.me, I will check that article out. Thank you. Yeah, that sounds like you would be an ideal candidate for our discussion on this, Steve. Oh, I, so, um, Not me. Okay, Not you. Good. Goodness, yeah. no. Uh, okay, uh, let's go to Sharon in Michigan who wants to comment on uh, a couple of different things. Hello, this is Sharon in Detroit, Michigan. 
just a follow-up to your conversation about initial iPhone training. The Library for the Blind and Print Disabled here in Michigan had a solution to accessing training for accessible devices, including the iPhone. We invited our patrons to schedule an individual training appointment to learn, or at least try out, different devices before buying them. The first question we asked was, what do you want to learn? If all they wanted to learn was simply how to make a phone call, that's where we started. It is a successful program that covers everything from computers to hotspots and everything in between. We had a patron who only wanted to learn how to use Uber so she could visit her mum across town once a week. On another note, I had an office visit with my retina specialist who, it turns out, is quite familiar with the Double Tap podcast. He has an interest in doing paediatric research and is reaching out to young adults who have finished their education and have all the devices they need. They are ready to enter the job search part of their lives. Yes, paediatric patients do grow up to be fully-fledged adults who have moved into retirement. Just saying. Anyway, we did have a discussion about where the title Double Tap came from. He thought it was the double tap of the cane, and I thought it referred to the double tap on the phone screen. You can solve that dilemma for us if you don't mind. Thanks for creating this place in the blind culture where we can have a good time and still learn a lot about living in the sighted world without sight. Sharon. That's a good point, right? I think that's actually a really key point for this show. It is about living in the sighted world without sight. There's no way around it, right? There's more of them than there are of us, so we have to just get along. <laughs> I like that. Um, Can yeah, I, just I like say, that too. We got a retina specialist listening. I know. Hello, retina specialist person. Oh, God bless you, sir. Ah, oh, no. You, you're I, a I hero. Like, I should be on my best behaviour right now. <laughs> We've got <laughs> professionals listening to this show. Nobody told me that. <laughs> Um, yeah, don't don't, don't 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 spoil it. Don't what? don't spoil the magic of the show. Don't what? explain don't the name. Them. No, no, no. It, it gives us a little bit of mystery, a bit of mystique, if you will. Ooh, who are they? These mystery men. I don't think okay, anybody thinks not. that. Uh, okay. No, I I think that we have to differentiate ourselves from the zombie people, um, because oh, there's yes. the zombie people, <laughs> and then there's the gun people. Um, because you find, I have to say, if you if you search for double tap, or I didn't know this. This is this is how innocent I am in this world, and it comes from living in Scotland, where you know, well, and there are certainly some people you class as zombies, I think, but um, but certainly <laughs> only on a Friday night. <laughs> Friday night, you know, the, the, you know the the movie World War Z or Z or whatever it was, yes. Brad Pitt movie, uh, that was filmed. A big chunk of that was filmed in Glasgow. Where I live, or near where yeah, I live. Yeah, the initial scene, I believe, where the, the outbreak starts. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, and they were ad- they were advertising for zombies, and th- there was a joke going round. I don't know if it was a joke, but they just said basically they just emptied out the pubs on a Monday morning, <laughs> and uh, used those people. <laughs> in if the you movie. listen closely, you can hear Stephen Scott in the background. <laughs> I was there. I was what I was there. There was a scene with a bin lorry. Uh, it was uh, a refuse truck, perhaps you might want to call it. And it was yes. barging up the, the road and it had to do a leap over a car. And they did this stunt like seven times. Must have wasted. I don't know how many cars they wasted. It was quite funny, actually. I remember at the beginning of filming, they had uh, on one of the side streets all the vehicles that they were using for the film. And at the end of... <laughs> Of the show, or the end of the shoot, every car was destroyed. Every single one of them. And I thought, wow, what a waste of money and metal. And that was before they were even filmed. That was just being parked in Scotland. (laughs) (laughs) And all their tires were gone. They were on eBay. They were all on eBay. Oh, dear. Okay, so why are we called Double Tap? Let's not forget the question. 
Yeah, thank you. Uh, I knew you were here for a reason. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we're called Double Tap because, uh, well, initially it was because we uh, we wanted to reflect the double tap on the phone. That was where it came from. It was the action that made something happen. So we kind of come up with double tap. Um, but actually, as I've been going along, I, I, I know a lot of people talk about, you know, and do the whole tap tap and the, you know, talking about the cane. And I, I think double tap can be whatever you want it to be. Oh, that's beautiful. Oh, and from that's... a marketing perspective, it means more merch. So, you know, it kind of works both ways, right? <laughs> Thank you. And the going double back tap to... cane. Oh, that's an idea. Oh, mm. Ooh, I like Stop that it. idea. Um, going back to resources and uh, uh, giving people access to learning tech, uh, I think mm. that's a fantastic thing you're doing there as well. That's, that sounds great. And I am seeing more and more of this in sight loss organisations everywhere to be honest i'm seeing more people having either coffee mornings where they get together and they talk about this and or even courses on this as well as one-to-one it's uh yeah it's a really good thing that you're doing it's just really difficult to reach people it is and i think there's a there's a ton of people out there who are not in the blind or partially sighted category but they are people who live with sight loss and I think I, I differentiate them a little bit because I don't think they even understand that they're part of this community. You know, I, I, I imagine there's a lot of people like this, right? There's a lot of people who are just not, they don't see themselves that way. They don't even think of themselves that way. It's not because they deny it or they are not wanting to identify as that, although that could be part of it. Um, yes. But, but, you know, blindness can can bring so much fear to people so even talking about it among families can be terrifying i know in my own family right i mean in my own family if I, when i say blind even to my mum i feel awkward saying it it's like saying a bad word to your yes. mum. Do yeah you know what i mean i absolutely know what you mean yeah because their true. reaction is sometimes yeah but that's not you i get that a lot you know yeah but you're not <laughs> blind you just have yeah. bad eyes what does that mean? They're bad. My bad eyes are eyes. bad. Bad eyes. They're bad eyes. They're not good eyes. They're bad eyes. And you'll no, know what you've right. done, and you'll sit in the corner and think about it. There's so many. <laughs> there's so many different aspects of that. You're right. There's the feeling, sort of almost uncomfortable to talk about it amongst your own family because it mm-hmm. makes you know your loved ones uncomfortable. And there's also that aspect of I went through it for a lot. It's, uh, I'm not blind. It is the denial. You know, it doesn't relate to me, even though. But also, the family members, the family members can also be like, "Oh, it's just grand." You know, she's just getting. You know, it's just as you get. You know, you lose your sight as you get older. It's almost like that. People seem to very quickly put you in a box of you're older, so therefore, you know, we really dismiss older people, don't we? We just dismiss older people in such a horrible way. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, you know, Granny goes blind. That's it. But actually if there were services brought in or you were to connect your granny to that group and get her to one of those groups, she could continue using tech and all the rest. It's not about age. People have got to stop this thing about it's all to do with age because I hear this a lot. Oh, you know, older people, technology, doesn't, they don't get on. A lot of nonsense. A lot of nonsense. It's not true. It's not oh. about age. But knowledge, yeah. it's about ability. And we all have the ability, but it's not realised because... Someone comes along who's sighted and sits down and says, here's an iPhone, and they go, 
uh, I don't know how to use that. And you go, oh, well, see, see, blind folk can't use iPhones. And that's where it all starts. And I managed to get it back to that. Oh, well I'm, honestly, I am a hero. <laughs> I am a hero. Uh, that's it for today. I'm in Amsterdam later Are today, you? in fact. Uh, um, yeah, not today, but later today, ahead of uh, the CES Unveiled event tomorrow. So I will be speaking from there, probably on a terrible microphone. So hey. look forward to that. Uh, Sean will be on as well from the shed. And uh, yeah, we'll be back on Friday. By the way, Michael Babcock is here because I'll be traveling. So Michael will be with Sean on Friday. No Express this weekend, but a conversation with Addy Kushner. More details on tomorrow's show. Sean, thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Join me every couple weeks for the Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther podcast, where we learn about outdoor tech and tips. Plus, we look at news affecting the environment. AMI's Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther is available from your favorite podcast provider.